happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode here of the Side Guys Football Forum. I'm one of your co-hosts, Norman the Side, joined as always by my good friend, my good buddy, the other half of the Side Guys, Mr. Tad Side. And Tad, I feel like we need to Don't bring do it, it up. I Don't feel you like do it. we do. Don't you do it. Oh, I mean, is Matt Ryan just you a son of a bitch? Like How dare I mean? you? You had the unfortunate loss in the Super Bowl being of 28-3. to yeah, And then now with the Colts, I mean... 33 to nothing in the third quarter and just to let it all slip through his fingers and the Colts' fingers and for the Vikings to come back, clinching the NFC North in an epic fashion. I mean, just largest comeback in NFL history, including the postseason. I mean, just how did you feel? Like, did you watch that game? I'd like to think I, you know, did. It, it, was, it was funny. So I was at a bar with friends, and you'll appreciate this, is it was like the Bart Simpson meme where – because everyone at the bar, because all my friends were like, he's a Colts fan. And I'm like, yeah, thanks, guys. And uh, everyone at the bar and my friends were all staring at me, waiting for me to blow up. But the entire time I was just like, eh, okay. And everyone – you could just tell everyone's in – even – so we're recording this on Monday – all my students today were just like, yo, Mr. Sai, how about that comeback? Mr. Sai, how about them Colts? And uh, I course. just, I didn't give them anything because it's just, I'm broken at this point. Cause I was just like, you know what? It's a better draft pick. Like I just, I didn't react. And the Bart Simpson meme was like the say the thing, Bart. Like that's yeah. the meme. Yeah. And <laughs> I just, I didn't say the thing. Cause I'm just, I don't, I, I, I won't say I don't care at this point, but I'm just not surprised. Like they've just broken me at every point. I mean, our offense didn't do shit that entire game. It was our special teams that scored us 30 points. Like it's very true. I'm just, yeah, no. Hey, but I will say this gold still covered. <laughs> that is the insane what, part. Of that want some money on that. <laughs> exactly. Thank I God mean, they, for that half. they still were three and a half cover, and they lost like, by I mean, three. Yeah. That's just insane that they are still able to do that. But I mean, I think the best way that you could always just make sure that you're always on top of your bets and get the best odds is by partnering with our good friends at bet online, because I mean, we're very good friends. I make some money <laughs> off them <laughs> because I mean, we're in the middle of bowl season here. Um, we got obviously NFL action is coming down to the wire here. We got basketball in midseason form. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of great sports that you can be betting on, and BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, the MLB, NBA, NHL, MMA, Tennis, boxing, esports, even golf. They got you covered on all fronts. So head to Bet Online today on your computer or mobile device and you can join and you can receive a 50% welcome bonus on top of your first deposit. All you got to do is use our promo code BELIEVE, that's capital B L E A B, and you can receive a 50% welcome bonus on top of your first deposit. Once again, that promo code is BELIEVE, capital B L E A B, and you can receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. So, Tad, we're gonna kind of come back to that Colts game because oh we're gonna get we have to we're gonna get into some injuries here, and one of them was pretty significant in that game there. But first, we're gonna start with actually some breaking news that broke today, is that Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts actually suffered a shoulder injury towards the end of the game against the Chicago Bears. There's actually Did he a show that by the way. I was wondering if I missed it. 
they showed they showed a replay where there was a Chicago defender. I think it was a defensive lineman. Pretty much landed on him like sideways. So it's like literally mm. all the weight went onto so he the shoulder. On it. Exactly. And so he was slow to get up too. Um, he finished the game obviously, but just yeah, clearly it must have dealt with some pain. He ended up throwing two interceptions in that game. I wonder if that was part of it too. He had three rushing touchdowns, so it didn't even matter. Like I mean, the guy's so talented, so it didn't even matter if he threw two interceptions. But um, yeah, the biggest thing is just he is in risk of possibly not suiting up for their game on Saturday um, against the Dallas Cowboys in a divisional game. They can lock up the number one seed with the win as well. So it's a crucial game if Jalen Hurts can't suit up. Like. I mean, they'll be rolling with Minshew Mania. Gardner Minshew will be the starting quarterback if Jalen Hurts can't suit up. So, I mean, in a spot start, I like Gardner Minshew. Um, Dallas Cowboys are prone to prone to cause their own mistakes. So, I mean, we saw this last week against the Jaguars. They threw the deck. And the, and the week before that. And the week before, he threw a couple interceptions. Almost cost them a game against Houston as well. So, I mean... Yeah, I mean, this is a possibility that's like even if Gardner Minshew has to start, they run the ball really well. They play excellent defense. So, I mean, I don't think it's going to be a huge issue, but just Tad, that is a pretty significant injury, especially like we talked about. Now you're either in the second round of your playoffs or the playoffs have started in the fantasy leagues that you guys are playing in. So, I mean, to not have Jalen Hurts, who's probably a guy who took you to the playoffs, to not have him in a crucial week where you're either trying to get to the title or you're playing for a title, whatever it is, like this is a big loss for fantasy managers who rostered Jalen Hurts. So, I mean, just A, how do you feel about Gardner Minshew in a spot start if you need to stream him? And then B, what do you think is another good option as well coming here in week 16 in a very crucial time when most people are, are in the playoffs trying to fight for a league title? I'm going to throw in a C here. Okay, throw uh, it because in. Because I'm not joking. I'm not joking. You are this a teacher, is, so you got to have not, all the options. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm not joking. Literally two minutes into us recording, I got a text from the person I am playing in the first round of the playoffs saying, you got so lucky with this Jalen Hurts thing because he has Jalen Hurts. Oh, Literally wow. as soon as we started the episode, I got that text. Because I told him. I, I almost tanked my uh, team last weekend because I did not want to play this person because Jalen Hurts is so dangerous. That I was yep. like, I don't mm-hmm. want to play him. So uh, in terms of Gardner Minshew, he's fine. Um, it's just, it, there's a lot of risk there. It's a total unknown of, are they just going to hand it off to Miles Sanders? Is this, and you know who I, I actually really like, uh, whose value is upped by this news is Boston Scott. It's because I think that they're going to utilize their running backs a little bit more. And with this, with Gardner Minshew, he's probably going to get a couple rushing touchdowns, if not at least one. But it's just the unknown. We haven't seen him all season. We just don't know. So that's why I, I like Gardner Minshew. If you're really struggling, if you're in a you know 10 or, or 12, or if you're an insane person, 14, man league, uh, then I think Gardner Minshew is, if you're really hurting, is worth the risk, especially if you went for a player that we'll name later. Um, but I, I don't love the Gardner Minshew thing. Uh, stick with other options, and we're going to give you some other options. Uh, what was B again? B was just who, what, who else do you like off the oh, waiver wire? well, you're so really yeah, going to like this one then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I actually like we left him off last week's episode because we weren't sure if he was even going to play or not. And not only did he play, he played well. I'm all aboard the Purdy train, baby. Let's go. (laughs) Brock Purdy. His availability is 
22% of leagues he's rostered in. So that leaves, hold on, let me do it, 78? Is that the correct math? There you go. Good. Math. Okay, there we go. Fun fact, a little side story, by the way. So I've been proctoring math tests all week. On oh, Friday. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, on Friday, a student pulled me over. It was like, how do I solve this? I looked at them, I'm like, even if I knew, I could not tell you. And they were like, really? And it was like something like find the area of a cylinder. And I'm like, I don't know how to do that. Like, yeah, here. But anyway, so 78% of leagues is uh, uh, the availability for Brock Purdy. Dude, I mean, this guy was hurt and he still put up 15 points. He is impressive. And I really, really think that like he is worth riding through. So if he's available in your league, I we've seen – Two good games with him now. This is what I mean between like Minshew and Purdy. I know what I'm getting in Purdy now. I don't know what I'm getting in Minshew. So I think that you go with a known factor, especially this late in the season. If it was week eight, maybe you roll the dice with Minshew. But like you said, we are in the playoffs now. Either it's the first round or the second round. If you are hurting for a quarterback, you go for the guy that you know the 49ers trust because I'm heard this stat probably won't surprise you, but surprise the hell out of me since taking over as a starter Purdy is not thrown for under 20 passes. They trust him to throw it a lot. So he gets that volume. He makes the most out of that volume. And here's another thing. The schedule moving forward is pretty good. He plays a 21st ranked Washington defense next week and a terrible defense in Vegas the week after that. So if you're like me where I'm entering the playoffs in the first round and if I'm hurt, I have Joe Burrow, so I'm good. But if I was hurting for a quarterback, that is a great couple matchups. Like is like chef's kiss, perfect timing for Brock Purdy right here. So I'm actually a big believer in Purdy, especially when it comes to fantasy. Yeah, no, I think that's an excellent option. You know, like you said, they got a great matchup with Washington. Then they got the great matchup with Las Vegas. And then they also finish against Arizona. Yeah, I just so, I mean, leave out a lot of these third matchups because I'm not No, sure, that's but... fair. Not a lot of leagues go the full week. But, you know, like I said, I play in a rotisserie league that plays the entire season. So week 18 still matters. There's a couple leagues out there that go the full week to full season. Excuse me. So there's a possibility. So, I mean, regardless, just he's got a great schedule down the stretch here, especially if you made the fancy playoffs and perchance you're without a Jalen Hurts or you're without somebody else who just doesn't have a great matchup this week it's like you could go with a little bit of a sneaky start here and go with the Brock Purdy who can get you you know a good 15, 15 to 8, plus 15, points, 20 yeah. points possibly I mean it really just depends on how much they want to involve him but yeah they like to use him he is willing to Kyle Shannon's willing to let him throw the ball around so yeah it's actually a pretty good start there but you know I don't mind Minshew as well I think it's like it really just depends on how much they want to involve the running game as opposed to the passing game. So it could go either way, but it's like we have seen what Minshew can do in the NFL. So it's like it's not too much of an unknown, but just, yeah, in an Eagles offense, um, it's just a little bit questionable there. So, yeah, I do like Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, Kenny Gainwell. I think we'll get a lot of um, involvement as well. But just, yeah, Brock, Brock Purdy off the waiver wire. I'm not mad at it. I have, you have two minutes. I'm going to start this timer. I have a question for you because okay. we're going to. Dive into a little bit of just normal podcast territory here. Okay. Is Brock Purdy the best quarterback on the 49ers roster? Go. No, absolutely not. Um, the biggest thing here is just that are you already stopping the time? Well, I'm gonna say we got our answer, so there you go. <laughs> I think just the biggest thing, maybe I'll go by soapbox now. I sort of promised that a couple of episodes ago, yeah, but you just did. like yeah, give us a um, soapbox. So in a spot situation like this, like Purdy is looking good. Like I'm not doubting anything that I've seen so far. He's definitely taking this offense and he's taking it to a new level where it's just like, 
Kyle Shannon's willing to trust him to throw the ball. Like you said, it's like minimum of 20 attempts in the three games that we've seen so far. So it's like he's 37, 21 and 22, by the way. Exactly. And I don't know if you remember this, Tad, but he went to Iowa State for four straight years. But there was a lot of talk after his third year that if he came out, he could have been a first round quarterback. There's mm-hmm. a lot yeah. of talk about that. Yeah. We've talked about. Yeah, exactly. But then he decided to go back. He had, unfortunately, a down year. He still set a ton of records, but just that's why he ended up going in the seventh round. So it's like you see all that when you're watching a Niners game. It's like you see that he has control. He's got mobility. He's throwing the ball well. He's hitting the outside the numbers. It's like you can see all that. But then in Seattle, that was probably his worst game of the three. There were some throws where just yeah, like no, hit, he hit a couple Seattle defenders right in their hands, but they had stone hands. Like, you know, back in the old days of Madden where you could play that stone hands card. I bet you that's exactly what Kyle yeah, Shanahan yeah, did. Yeah, and yeah, he, they, they ended up dropping the ball. You know what I mean? So it's like there are some times where it's like maybe teams are starting to understand this guy because they know this is the guy. This is the starter going forward. So it's like you see some of the limitations. But I think the biggest thing that I wanted to talk about was just after Brock Purdy won that game against Tampa Bay, everybody was like, he is the future of the team, not Trey Lance. I was like, whoa, there. <laughs> hold your horses, because I think we just haven't seen enough of Trey Lance in this offense. Unfortunately, he just got hurt. But I think what we see with Brock Purdy, that could possibly translate to Trey Lance. I see this sort of translating. Trey Lance is going to be the future of this team. I like Brock Purdy as a backup, but people need to slow their roll. Brock Purdy is not the future of the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, on the dots. Look oh, at yeah. That. I played it out. I played that it out. I was going to end it right on the dot. Well played, my friend. No, I agree with you. I think people are overreacting a little bit to Purdy, 100%. but he's good. He's good. I he mean, is good. He is this, good. Is a, this is a – God, this is a throwback. This is a Ryan Mallett situation. Remember when people thought Ryan Mallett was going to be the next great thing? And uh, who traded for him? I don't even remember now. Houston, right? Because he was with New England. Was he Houston? And then Houston traded Someone for him, right? traded like a second round pick for him, thinking like this is our future, and it just did I not think work so. out. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm I'm right there with you. And how dare you ask me if I remember Brock Purdy went to Iowa State? You're where TC. No, 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 not, not 12, that he went right? to Iowa State, but the fact that he was a potential first round pick. That's no, that I do else. remember. You know, yeah, you're, that's you're that's correct, what I was. That's yes, what I wanted but, to bring up. Not the fact that yeah. he went to Iowa State. <laughs> are you are you where he was Mr. Relevant? No one ever brings that up. I <laughs> Seriously, it's like every other sentence on the broadcast Jesus is that Christ. this guy was Mr. I would say play a drinking pick. game, but you'd be hammered by halftime. And then to couple with that line, now the fact that he's Mr. Relevant, like I keep hearing that now too. <laughs> so um, but that's enough of the Brock Purdy talk. Let's keep things going here. This is one of the things that we had to bring up, unfortunately, Tad, that relates to the opening of this episode. The Indianapolis Colts um, suffered a big injury. This with is the Jonathan last time Taylor. we bring this up. Honestly, it probably will be with the way the season is going. I think this is the last Colts so. talk that we made. God, I hope so. Until the offseason actually begins here. But unfortunately, within the first couple minutes of the game, he suffers an ankle injury against the Minnesota Vikings. He leaves the game, does not return. They designated him with a high ankle sprain come today here on Monday. He is most likely done for the 2022 season. Like, I mean, should be. There, that, that's exactly why Tad said should be because he has a chance to return. But at this point, it's like, this is the season why? from hell for the Colts. It's like, why do you want to bring him back? Put him on the shelf. That, let it that's come back why in I didn't care that we had, like, we are now in history of blowing the largest lead. I did not give a shit. Yeah. Why? Because the season was done anyway. It's like, what, what, like, okay, great. It's just one more thing to add to the resume. It's just exactly. like, I don't, I don't care. I don't care anymore. Exactly. Get so, Matt I mean, Ryan out of here. Get Jeff Saturday out of here. Get, just just get everyone out of here. Get the force Buckner out of here. We're paying him $20 million a year. Like, just... <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. Sorry, um, so it's, no, 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 it's fine. I mean, seriously, like, I mean, as a Colts fan, you have more than enough, you know, feelings here to sort of, you know, air out your frustrations with how the season is going. And it's just like, this is just I another to win the division. <laughs> I think a lot of people did. I had them winning the division too. I was just like, I think they finally have it with Matt Ryan. And just, it went the complete opposite direction. But just, yeah, most likely Taylor is done for the season. I really don't think they'd bring him back with, you know, they're not playing great. They're still mathematically alive, but even oh, with no, those slim not. chances, it's like, why? Why would you bring him back? I bet you they'll be eliminated after this coming weekend. But on the flip side, though, Tad, is that Deion Jackson and Zach Moss got involved in that game. They actually looked pretty good. So, I mean, it's like the offensive line was finding some holes for them. So, honestly, if you need to find a running back replacement for this week or if you need a streaming option in your flex or whatever it is, like, I'm not too upset if you decide to pick up Zach Moss or Deion Jackson. I think they're both going to be involved. And they're both widely available in your fantasy leagues, too. So, it's like, yeah, with Jonathan Taylor out, I like both of those guys. But maybe as a Colts fan, you can speak a little bit more to it. And if you have other options like in case somebody else decides to pick up Zach Moss or Deion Jackson who's another guy that you like at the running back position here in week 16 so I'm a little wary of Deion Jackson and Zach Moss because I I, I think that the the timeshare how exactly that's going to work is not really clear right now and again with the timing if this was week 10 I would say yeah one of them is worth a stash and we'll see how it plays it, it reminds me a lot because Let's go back to when Chris McCaffrey was traded. At the time, I said, hey, pick up Chuba Hubbard. Well, now Chuba Hubbard, because he got hurt, has totally taken the back seat to Deontay Foreman. So I'm just not sure, but it's okay because we had that time span to see because Chuba Hubbard was on my roster. I saw, like, okay, he's losing this role. So I dropped him. It had barely any effect on my roster. We don't have time for that kind of patience anymore. We, we are, we're running out of time. So I, I, I'm a little wary of both Deion Jackson and uh, Zach Moss. I, I think Moss is a little bit more trustworthy, but it's just I'm, I'm a little wary of both. So honestly, a guy that I actually like a lot, yes, I'm aware this is an easy answer, but his availability actually shocked me, uh, Jared McKinnon. I, I think he's worth the worth ad because he is only rostered, and I say only, uh, 61% of leagues. I think that's because there was a lot of Pacheco uh, concerns, but I had that concern. I mean, sorry to cut uh, you off. So did I, like, I, I think we both. I did. said that we last week. That. I was like, I think Pacheco's going to ride the hot hand this time, running the ball against Houston. But that it didn't happen to being the case. Jared McKinnon totally had two straight weeks where he was the hot hand. So I think Kansas City very much employs that sort of hot hand technique. And currently, Jared McKinnon's hands are on fire right now. So I yeah, mean, he's the like, guy you want. And I'm so glad you said hands too and hot hand and you just hit all my, you know, buzzwords is because he had he being Jared McKinnon had over 100 yards receiving two weeks ago and a touchdown. He had another touchdown this past week through the air. So, like, as a runner, is he doing that well? I mean, he's not doing terrible, but he's not well, doing Well, he had the walk-off running rushing touchdown to win it. Well, times, but so that's I mean, another thing, though, is, like, because they're riding the hot hand, it's just like, mm -hmm. screw it. Just keep giving it to McKinnon. So, I think that McKinnon is going to keep it going. I think he's well worth the ad here, and he's better. He's a better option than either uh, Deion Jackson or Zach Moss because you know that – even if Pacheco is doing well, because Pacheco is still doing well. Let's not take oh, yeah, anything away from he him. Is. But that is an offense that is willing to accommodate two hot running backs. Colts, I'm not so sure about that. So it's it's one of those things where I, I think if he is available in your league, you go 
with the guy that is, you know, has 18 touches over the past weeks, uh, over the past two weeks. So I, I, I really think that Jerry McKinnon, if he is available, that's the guy to go for. And yes, I'm aware that if you are in the playoff hunt, you're, you're like Ted, like he's not going to be available. It's worth a shot. Because last week I was telling you guys, pick up J.K. Dobbins. I did not think I would get him. I got him. I started him in my flex. He got me 13 points. I almost picked J.K. Dobbins again this week as my pick because I really like him to continue that production. So it's worth a shot. Go for it. Because something that you forget, a lot of the lower teams at this point in the season kind of give up. They don't even bother looking at the waiver wire. So look at Jarek McKinnon if he is available there on waivers. 100% because Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is still not healthy enough to return. He's still on IR, so they had to activate him. I don't him. think he's coming back to the playoffs. It's a very strong possibility. So, yeah, up until then, it's like Jared McKinnon is sort of running the show now. We've sort of seen it, like we talked about, for two straight weeks that he's sort of getting the ball through the air as well as through the ground because, I mean— A lot of Pacheco's touches came in garbage time, by the way. That is not, true. And his, limitation, time, but... and his limitation is that he's not a pass catcher. He is yeah. purely a runner. So that's where Jarek McKinnon sort of sees the benefit. So it's like exactly like you said, in overtime, he's already on the field. It's like, all right, let's run a draw play. He ends up walking it off for him. So it's like you may get situations like that where he's going to get both the rushing yards and the receiving yards. So, yeah, if Jarek McKinnon is available in your league, go pick him up because they're playing Seattle this week. And Seattle is, you know, they're sort of on this tumble right now. They're not playing all that well. So you could take advantage of that defense right now. So Jarrett McKinnon, great addition there. So let's get to the receiver position here, Tad, to close out the episode here. Um, Tyler Lockett against the San Francisco 49ers. It was literally Sox. the closing minutes of the Sox. game. He suffers a finger injury. It's a fracture to one of his fingers. He is going to have surgery, but it is not a major injury, so he's going to miss at the most maybe a week or two, possibly could come back in the final weeks of the regular season as they're trying to fight for a playoff spot here. But, yeah, he will miss this week at least. So, for sure, if you have Tyler Lockett, you need to put him on your bench and stash him and pick up somebody else. Don't um, drop DK, him. Do not drop him. Do not drop him because, like I said, it's hopefully just a minor injury. He may be back for next week or, at the very least, week 18. So, depending on the league that you play in, you may be able to use him in week 18. But, yeah. DK Metcalf obviously is going to see an increase in targets. Uh, Marquise Goodwin is the backup, so he'll probably see an increase in targets. I don't trust Marquise Goodwin as much. Dwayne Eskridge? Is he, is he probably? <laughs> he is. He, actually, Ted, it's funny that you bring Boy, him no, up because he has the possibility of returning this week off of his hand fracture, so he may get involved, but also he is fresh coming off an injury. So it's like I don't know how much they're going to involve him in the offense from the get-go. But, yeah, there may be a possibility. We may see, may see some Eskridge targets as well against Kansas City this week. Weekend, but I think your main targets would be Marquise Goodwin, um, Noah Fant at the tight end position. Mm. I think he could see an increase in targets as well. So he would be a good pickup if you need a tight end replacement this week or if you've just been streaming tight ends all season long, then Noah Fant would be a good addition as well. But just, Tad, who do you like at the receiver position specifically in case you just don't trust the Seattle offense without Tyler Lockett now? And obviously you don't have the benefit of having DK Metcalf as well on your roster. Real quick, speaking of fractured fingers, you want to see a fun little trick? I think I've seen this before. But have I, I shown viewers, you this before? I don't think the viewers have seen it before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I agree that, with that. Yeah. Yeah, to give our viewers a little bit of background, I broke my pinky in high school, and the base is so messed up, so I can do this now. In case you're wondering, like, what's so special about that? You tried doing this. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, it's fractured fingers. That can be a little bit more serious than you True. think. But, uh, True. Amir, when I whenever a player's back, what is the movie I reference? Do you remember? 
Independence Day. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Hello, boys. I'm back. And guess who I'm going to say? I'm not even going to let you guess. It's Jahan Dotson. He is back, baby. I am shocked. I thought, like, okay, that was a flash in the pan. He had a couple good weeks. Promising rookie season. No, this dude is back. So he has seen over 17 targets in his last two games. And in those last two games, he has had 13 points or more. So the commanders are still somehow in a playoff chase. So I think they're going to keep passing it, keep giving him those opportunities. And the funny thing is when I first started doing this research, I was like, is Terry McLaurin hurt or something? No, McLaurin's healthy. He's good to go. So McLaurin is pulling all that attention away. And I think this is why Dotson is doing so well is because McLaurin is pulling all that, you know, cornerback one attention away from opposing defenses. And therefore it is opening up more opportunities for Dotson to succeed. And their next game is against, sorry, buddy, the San Francisco 49ers, who currently rank as the 22nd best pass defense in fantasy. So this is a really good opportunity to grab a guy off the waivers who I, when I start him in my wide receiver two spot, possibly that that's a little too risky, but this is a great under the radar flex play in my opinion, because he may not blow you away with his total yardage numbers, but he's probably going to be good for a touchdown that game. Even if it's garbage time, who cares? That's that. That's where fantasy players thrive is garbage time. So I, I really, really like John Dotson. I think the, uh, he's going to keep the hot streak going. He's not going to blow you away. He's not going to get 20, 30 point game, but if you're just looking for a consistent player to get you 14, 15 points, I think he's pretty solid moving forward. I think the key thing there is that garbage time, <clears throat> because I oh, think yeah, 100%. the 49ers generate such good pass rush because that's part of the struggle that we saw between Washington and New York yesterday. New York was able to get pretty good. Kayvon Thibodeau had the game of his life. I didn't yesterday. watch a single minute of the game. I just didn't yeah. care. Yeah, I, I was watching it like bits and pieces here, but yeah, Kayvon Thibodeau. Was I did absolutely, hear he had a great game. He, he was a game wrecker last night. Like he was absolutely having a sensational I don't know, game. Someone called him being good during the process. <laughs> but San Francisco has a lot of pass rushers that could do it besides Nick Bosa. So I mean, that's part of the thing that I see that can hurt um, Jahan Dotson's overall fantasy worth. But just like you said, if the Niners get up ahead, then. Washington's going to have to air it out, and that's where Jahan Dotson can get some yards and possibly a garbage touchdown because that's exactly what happened to Noah Fant last week. Like, I mean, they shut him down pretty much the entire game. At the very end, Seattle was sort of making a slight comeback, and they threw the touchdown to Noah Fant, but then by that time, the game was over. So four days were able to win that game, but just, yeah, he got a garbage, garbage touchdown at the end. So I can see the same thing happening with just Jahan Dotson because Charvarius Ward will lock up Terry McLaurin. I know Terry McLaurin is really good, but Charvarius Ward has been a very underrated secondary member in the entire league. Like, it's a really good signing by San Francisco. So Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel, they could really benefit by taking advantage of the second and third options in San Francisco's defense because, yeah, they are not as good as Traverius Ward, unfortunately. Just for, for the love of God, Dotson, make sure you are on the line of scrimmage. <laughs> Oh, my God. I've seen so much of that on Twitter. It's just <laughs> insane. Um, but, yeah, so I do like Jahan Dotson. But, like I said, I think it's just the big thing is just the garbage time. If he could benefit from scoring a touchdown, being more touchdown dependent, then I like him as a flex pick. But definitely I don't like him as a starting receiver in your roster this week. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's a terrible pick for, you know, wide receiver two. But, yeah, no, if you're if you're trying to pick him from uh, wide receiver one, you're, you're screwed already. 
<laughs> exactly, exactly. So those are our waiver wire picks that we sort of are strongly pursuing here for this week. Those are Tad's picks. But, of course, we got you covered with our article. We're going to cover more injuries in that article. You got all of my picks as well as the rest of Tad picks as well. So make sure you tune in to the LAFB Network website where you can check out that article to get all of your waiver wire picks as we're sort of entering the playoffs here, either in the middle of your playoffs or you're just entering the playoffs like Tad's League where you need to get some wins right here in round one entering week 16 so it's like we're coming down to the wire guys we want to help you win your titles so also big thing is that the holiday season is here so this will be the last time that you'll see us on youtube in the year 2022 um tad is going to be going home for the holidays so he'll be visiting some family so we're not sure what's going to be happening with the podcast there'll be no podcast this week we may be able to squeeze something in for next week but i mean the best way you can always be up to date with everything that's happening with us is subscribe or at least to your podcast whether that's on apple podcast google podcast spotify or you can listen right on the lefa network website just hit that subscribe button you always be up to date about when our episode is dropping um subscribe to the youtube channel i know we're not going to be doing youtube for the rest of this year but obviously we'll pick it up in 2023 covering some off-season stuff some fantasy draft, stuff sprinkled draft, in every so often that counts as off-season stuff so make sure you subscribe to the lefb network's youtube channel where we have our own individual playlist the side guys football forward playlist there as well as some great content from the la sports teams both the professional level as well as the collegiate level so they got like got a lot of great content oh, there. Oh, you're doing so well. <laughs> I know. I was. You were doing so well. I was. I was. I stumbled there with a lot of great content there. So that was a little bit frustrating, but it's all good. Um, and as always, I mean, Tad was pointing it out before, but you see the ticker down below. Make sure you follow yeah, us on all our social media. <laughs> it was a little, you didn't know what I was promoting. That's I thought, why. yeah, no, I thought you were going to go like follow us on social media. But anyway, exactly. But yeah, you see the ticker down below. You see all of our social media handles. You can follow us on Twitter, my personal handle, Upper the Side 23. You got Tad's at Tad's the Side 94. You got show handle at the decide guys and on instagram we're at the decide guys as well so as mentioned no podcast this week so make sure you're following all our social media handles we're going to have some graphics that will cover our start sits some dfs bargain picks and of course our sports bets for this week as well with all the christmas eve games and a couple of those christmas day games as well so yeah make sure you're following to get all of our great picks there so but guys to everybody who's following us who's listening to our podcast who's interacting with us on social media everything and anything and everything guys we really can't thank you enough all right i have one important question if this is our last youtube episode of the year does that mean i can finally stop wearing this fucking thing <laughs> i mean i guess technically thank but god no that's all i need we may have no, a youtube no episode but. in no 2023 but. we may have no. a youtube episode in 2023 no. where you may have to no. wear it where the season's still going no on. we said for the entire oh shit does that include the playoffs yeah <laughs> oh yeah. well yeah well it's gonna be a happier new year's uh for you guys than me in that case but as always everyone thank you so much for tuning in have a great new year's great holiday thank you so so much for listening as always this is what now almost three years we've been doing this uh it's two and a half because we two started in the summer or so so there but yeah, go. it's so still two, going strong great two and a half years thank you so much for the support it means so much so thank you as always everyone and please stay safe over this holiday season we'll see you in the sounds weird in 2023